0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblioscapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of welcoming back my very first guest on the podcast, going back to episode number one, Darren Rose. Good evening, Darren. Good evening, how are you doing? I'm not bad, in yourself?
1: Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me back.
0: It's a it's a pleasure pleasure to welcome you back. It'll maybe I would say it maybe be a bit more slick than the first time, but possibly not. And I think the structure has pretty much stayed the same since the first time, other than I've maybe got a bit of a better idea of what I'm trying to do with it. But uh, other than that, it's uh, it's pretty much exactly the same thing. So I think this episode will be number eighty. So eighty weeks since we recorded the first first one um, as a little trial run to see if there was anyone interested in it, and lo and yeah. behold. Um, there has been so, yeah. It's it's fantastic to have you back. Um, obviously, to talk about your new Zine, which is Odiakana, or how, Odiacana, Odiacana, yeah, however one chooses to to pronounce it. So, so yeah. um, but before we get into talking about this, um, for those of you who have not listened to the very first episode of uh, Biblical escapes and Discussion, it'd be great, Darren, if you could give us a, a brief bra- background and introduction to your photography and your work.
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, right. So, I am a photographer currently based in Bedfordshire. Uh, father of three, struggling to find the time to do as much photography as he'd like. Um, predominantly do landscape work, um, and uh, yeah, and just generally quite minimalist work. Um, I generally use my photography as kind of a kind of meditative type experience for me. So, um, yeah, it's generally quite uh, minimalist landscapes, mostly black and white, but as I'll probably say 90% of my work is now black and white and I've definitely gone further into the black and white than I used to and very rarely take any colour images now that I share. Um, and, yeah, shoot a mixture of film and digital and currently addicted to Polaroids, actually, is my newfound thing. Thanks. I really like shooting Polaroids at the moment. First time I've had a Polaroid camera and really like the... The, the results and just the there's, it's like film but without the faff of having to develop it so um so it's quite a nice kind of happy medium for me at the moment is shooting Polaroids so yeah that's where I'm at at the moment
0: very good yeah so it, obviously yeah I think there's a, I think I've seen a few other people maybe beginning to shoot Polaroids on social media in particular so um, as you say, it kind of takes away the, the time delay of uh, taking the picture and having to develop, process, etc. So um, it'll be interesting to see what you do and how you take that aspect of it forward. But obviously, you brought out your recent zine, which, as you say, um, has a very, it's very Japanese feel to it. So just interested to know where the background and story was that uh, that kind of kicked this project off.
1: Yeah. So. Um... I mean, actually, we've got a local lake uh, near me, so it's like a, a ten-minute walk from from our house. And uh, ever since I kind of really got back into photography, I've, I've done a lot of shooting of kind of minimalist reed shots and that kind yep. of thing. Um, and it's just a theme I always kept seem to coming back to. But it was during the the first lockdown in twenty twenty, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, when we couldn't go out at all, or it's very, you know, you could just go out for your morning walks and that kind of thing. So um, actually what I just used to do was head down to the local lake, um, pack up my massive Pentax 6-7 uh, and just go for a walk with it. And yeah, and just focused on either kind of single elements or really actually just trying to play with sort of one or two elements, generally with the foreground and background. Yep. Um, And just sort of trying to create sort of little puzzles, little kind of scenes um and yeah and just over a period of sort of sort of four weeks i guess um sort of march april time when there was you know some fog you'd often get early mornings that kind of period in spring uh, which would just help a little bit and it was just using that time to just you know look through the we just you know it's like with the Hasselblad, right so shooting through yep. a ground glass is a very different experience um and it's that kind of just experience of just looking through a, a piece of glass through the lens uh and just trying to make the image as minimalist yeah, and it's all about what you exclude isn't it really absolutely yes and it was just it was just for me it was just about relaxing taking that time um and just yeah and and hopefully kind of be able to pass that on to others as well I guess ultimately is why I put the book together in the end was that it was you know my moments of calm and hopefully other people can enjoy the moments of calm as well that I've captured and, and kind of put together in the zine
0: yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. It's, a, it's an exceptionally relaxing and soothing body of work to look through. Just, as you say, just the total simplicity, but it's the minimalism as well. But sometimes just with the soft focus of something in the distance that just yeah. gives you gives you a bit of an idea of, of what it's there. But then other ones where it's purely just the, the four round reads, just, yeah, lo- lovely, simple structures, lovely, simple tones as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, just, it just gives a, a beautiful feeling of just a uh, um of just yeah re- relaxation and a, a sense of soothing as well.
1: Yeah, and the um so that was what I was going for. And um, you know, Paul Sanders, who we all know, most of us that listen to the podcast, we know Paul. Yeah, um, you know, very much around his kind of approach to photography, uh, was was kind of inspiration, but then also um he was very kind enough to kind of pick up on it on instagram as well and did sort of a live feed and, the, and read a poem about it as well oh, brilliant. Uh, as part of one of his friday morning sort of live feeds um and yeah and i think it's just you know going for that kind of that kind of mood that kind of atmosphere and just yeah like i said it's just more calming and meditative hopefully and you know, people yeah
0: kind of- and i think it also relates to a lot of how people have been feeling over the last couple of years just with their as we know, a lot of people have been having their daily walk, going to yeah. a, a particular location that they, they can relate to. And um, I think everyone's got somewhere like this that you relate to, be it a local woodland, lake, a walk, particular area, yeah. countryside or urban or something like that, that just reminds you of your, your moment of peace and quiet in the morning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, if, if there was one thing I'd add, it would have been great to be able to add sound onto into a zine if possible because yeah. it's that that gentle lapping that you kind yeah. of get of the water because it's you know it's it's just, it's just a lake so it's very calm but if there was some way of adding that sound to add that little extra layer to a zine then' I'd have, I'd have done it.
0: Yeah it just it just adds adds a different dimension and it really plants you exactly where you are just with as you say just the very relaxing sound of the water or the the leaves blowing in the wind as well very gently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so and when it came when it came to to doing it, how many how many images did you, did you build up a bigger body of work, and then was it a case of working working around which ones worked uh, structurally? I suppose there's a lot of it's very shape based in terms of where the different elements are coming from, be it from the top, the left, the right, etc.
1: Yeah, and um, so I, I probably had about forty to fifty images in total, yep. um, and some were actually ended up being a mixture. Uh, so my, min- my original selection was a mixture of some digital shots as well. Um, because sometimes I didn't always go out with the, the the camera. But actually, when it came down to picking the shots, I decided to get rid of the digital ones and just stick with the film images. Yeah. Um, just so as they were consistent, you know, they're all shot on the same type of film as well. So it was the for yes. Delta 400, and just to make sure it was very consistent. Um, and and then it really was just about. And, it, and actually it actually came down to a small area of the lake as well in cool. the end so it, it's a very large lake but actually the part where all the images ended up coming from was a particular kind of mini beach you can oh, call lovely. It the beach it's a bit yeah. grand it's, it's you know um and bedford yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um so and i think that for me that i think that was kind of important because that's the bit ride off and just sit you know with the thermos know and just kind of have everything and it's it's kind of all come together there as well and the interesting part is there are sort of overhanging trees uh, which did then allow me to play with the kind of foreground and and background elements um where they kind of overlapped and stuff so it's and then it just really came together about those sort of final 15 16 i never really wanted to do a big big project i kind of wanted to keep it around sort of 16 i thought um know it was kind of a nice even I don't know why we get drawn to these kind of 16 feels like a nice number to do you know four by four whatever it would be if it was on the web um and it just came down to I said just trying to find a little bit of rhythm through the book as it came to to sequencing and finalizing those images um you know and yeah I mean it went through a number of different versions and you yourself had a look as well through (laughs) through one of them which was great and um Chris Dale as well. So, yes. you know, yep. it's always good to have a couple of people that you feel like you can talk to and share it with. Uh, and Chris yeah. had some really good feedback on sort of my early draft as well. Yeah. And and yeah, so then it, it it's sometimes it's quite instinctive. And I, you know, I, I don't necessarily go through and think that's have everything exactly mapped out. And sometimes it is just yep. it feels right.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you just know? got to struggle with the gut and and generally yep. your first impression will probably more often not be right but as you say you can get a couple of people to give you some feedback and more often than not the things that they'll generally spot is 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 more what looks out of out of place or if something just jars ever so slightly or or a slight tweak and um, I think everyone benefits from having input from people that just just help but coming back to your point that you decided to shoot or just to stick with images, all which were filmed and all shot in the same film. I think with it being such a, a small body of work and such very specific elements within it and very minimal, I think it, it's probably a probably a very good thing because I can imagine that if you'd had slight some slight digital or some slight different films, I would imagine that the, the the final processing would maybe just have that slightly different feel, and it might be something that becomes maybe a bit more apparent when when you're looking at something in such a, a, a quite a specific and quite minimal area.
1: Yeah, and 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 actually, it was mostly only two lenses as well, um, yeah. which you know with the. Although we were just talking before, this isn't a gear podcast, obviously. <laughs> um, but the uh you know the the, the infamous 105 um lens for the, the the pentax has a quite distinctive look with a beautiful shallow depth of field. Yeah. Um and you know kind of play to that and use that lens for I think it's about sort of 13 out of the final images are actually shot on that lens. And again, it just kind of think adds to that consistency. Yeah. Um, and gives me the the same depth of field and sort of perspective that you get by shooting the same lens for for most of the images too. Yeah, yeah. Um, just creates that cohesion.
0: Yeah, I, absolutely. It feels such a, a coherent body of work going through. But uh, I, I love the I love. I feel as though it's got an exceptional Japanese feel of being stuck in a Japanese garden, particularly with some of the overhanging branches and yeah. overhanging trees. Just bit, real sharpness and crispness in the detail of of the leaves. And yeah, it's just uh, you get far more mist down in your neck of the woods than we do get up here. So I'm not in, in any way told jealous or anything like that. Um, but no, it's it's lovely, and I think it's be, I think it's a beautifully produced zine as well. I know you did it through you love print. I think it was with I it. did this time, yeah. yeah, yeah, with the with the color, what was it the color plan? front cover oh, paper. Yeah. yeah i think it gives it it gives it a real a real feel of a different feel of quality i think to it. how did you find that because was it mixam you maybe used with the last one or no so
1: no. the first one actually went um through wells, wells printing printed, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah you know, and, and you know i learned a lot from just talking with greg yes. putting that first one together Absolutely. you know it's the first time i had done anything like it um and you know greg is you know he's, he's So helpful and enthusiastic to help people out and stuff, Mm. and it it was really great to just kind of be able to chew his ear about a few things, and and also it just took some of the worry off my mind because it was (laughs) like, you know, Greg's not going to let me down. He's going to help me, and and, and they know what they're doing. Um, and and for this one, it was it was just I just wanted to try something a bit different again. Um, and I think in my head, I've kind of got um, following sort of inspiration from people like Guy Dickinson and Absolutely. stuff who very consistent in how they produce their their zines yes. and their, their photo yeah. books and the intention was that i wanted to have a format and uh, a supplier or provider whatever you want to call them yeah that i could recreate the same kind of format yes. um so that i can create series of photo books because i think i think that's the direction i'm just going to start working in really is yeah. small small zines you know yes. anywhere between Twelve to twenty-five pictures, maybe in one, and just lovely size. Yeah, Um, you know, all affordable, all accessible. Yeah, um, and you know, and using things like the color plan cover, I think just adds a little bit of weight to the overall production of the the product, and it it worked quite well.
0: Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. I think the color plan it just gives a lovely feel and a lovely a lovely texture. As you see, you can get a nice weight to the cover. Um, yeah. I think I think it's just a, it's just a lovely texture too as well, particularly for the cover. The, the simplicity you've really gone for on the cover when you're not getting a big, you're not getting a big printed photograph on the cover if you're keeping it something really nice and simple i think it gives a lovely texture to it and i i like the fact that you love print offer the color plan as 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 an option and a range of different colors as well so um yeah i I think the format i think the format is really nice and works very well with your your square format the black and white and as you see it allows you to develop a a style and a format that you want to do for producing future work because as you say with the likes of guy he, he produces a number of zines and books, again, all of different sizes, all slightly different, but there's, there's a real consistent feel to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it'll be, it'll be like Pokemon, right? So you got to collect them all. So if I do, you know, <laughs> loads, loads of different ones and you get different colour cover each time. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was quite, you know, I did a little illustration, which is based off one of the pictures yes. for the front cover um and you know little things like that i i hope to kind of carry on into to the next ones as well um just to create you know like i said a a kind of more of a cohesive body of work each with their own themes um because i I generally find that i you know i work in themes yeah principally anyway um you know we don't have massive landscapes here and you know kind of single epic shot type sort of on my doorstep so i generally think in you know, how can I create small bodies of work and kind of pull them together? Um and that's definitely what I yeah you know, where my focus is going to be, I think, as a as a photographer yeah. for the next you know year or two as I you know see what happens then. Yeah.
0: But... Uh, yeah, absolutely. And as you see even if it's only 10, 12 images, it's it can still produce a lovely a lovely, yeah. a lovely finished product and it's also it's also an, access, an affordable accessible product for many people as well and yeah. with the benefit of all the, the kind of the online printing facilities you don't need to be printing 200 copies to make it financially viable to do that I think that's one no. of the other benefits yeah. of it really
1: yeah and you know like I did with with Arden Merkin and, and with this one as well always you know offering a print option yes um for those that want it as well um and and for this one, I I went for it as well. So I did the the four different oh, versions yeah. of a print. And then I decided to do a portfolio edition, which was all four prints plus the zine. Yes. Um and I actually had someone from Hong Kong buy the first portfolio edition. So yeah. um so you never quite know who's out there and is is you know gonna gonna buy it up and what they'll buy. So um yeah, that was that was a very pleasant surprise to sell one and yep. the fact they went to Hong Kong. So it's always quite yeah, it's quite nice to know you've got people out there that are, um, you know, really investing in your work, which is a- absolutely. Is and how
0: how you found the response compared to Arden Markin with the, with the the prints and the different and the different op- options? Because I remember, you offered a couple of editions as well with Arden Markin too. Yeah,
1: and so again, it's 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 all a learning curve, right? So yeah, absolutely with Arden and I did I did a darkroom edition um, because it was all most of that was shot on film as well. But I did yes. a darkroom edition print and that sold out like that that was the quickest one that ever sold out was the the darkroom one um and then i did a set of standard edition prints and, and they all sold out as well well in fact completely sold out which was great um this time i decided to price the print slightly higher yes absolutely. Um, yep. because you know a, a normal print for me would be would be 30 pounds anyway for an a4 yeah. print um and I decided to kind of pitch it around the same price, but basically get a free zine almost absolutely. with the print. Yeah. Um, and I haven't sold as many as I did with Nana Mercom, but I've sold, you know, I've sold a good number. So, good. yeah. So it's just, yeah, and yeah. so it might be next time I might maybe make it a little bit cheaper. Yeah, you know, just that, to, to see yeah. it. Yeah. You a- learn, ab- don't you? A-
0: absolutely. See, it's it's all learning experience and what happens and one you can guarantee it'll be an entirely different response for the next one and yeah. so on and so forth. And I, I think also when it when it comes to the prints as well, it can it can just be someone's what someone's looking for. If someone's there and they, they're maybe going on to look at the zine but actually whatever prints on offer is something that really appeals to them then obviously they pick it up. But yeah. as you say, I don't think there's any set certainly no right or wrong way you look at the number of people who are bringing out zines and books and everyone has entirely different approaches and yeah. you can only do what you think works for you but as you say the more and more you bring out and um, you'll always have the people who are interested in just the zines and building up their collection of Darren Rose uh, publications and at some point I'll be expecting you to release like a, a the, 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 box, box, set. the bo- yeah. box set that you can I can just slide them all in and that way they're all nicely protected.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I hope so. I'll do one with, I think you love print. I've got eight different colored color plan papers. So right <laughs> so I know at least I've got to do eight before I can stop. So at least you'll have every, one of every color um, across. So I just need to find a series that suits each color cover basically. Yes. Um, so it all matches up and then I'll do a Yeah. Like I said, a limited edition box set of all eight <laughs> or something. For any,
0: for anyone who's bought all eight copies yeah. there, but no, but that that's the thing, and it's it's good because it gives you an alternative way to to present your work as opposed to an an additional focus point to present your work as opposed to it just being purely online and digital, and yeah. you can, you can build build it up and then present it as a, as a collection, which um, I find far more enjoyable than. Far far more enjoyable looking through looking through your zine and seeing the full collection as you intend it to be presented than it being shown online and it's you've not got the same control and I can kind of sc- scroll around and see what's what in any way I want to.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean this. um I mean, the other reason why I sort of want it. So I I generally do some markets uh, in Bedford. There's like a, an art market. Yes. Um, and you know the, the intention is they they start again in april so again having just a, another product line to sell as well Absolutely. and uh, you know yeah. thinking about it commercially it gives us something yeah. else that people that don't know my work but might not want to buy a print they can pick up the the copy of the zine there and have a look through and hopefully will you know sell some more that way as well and um, and it's a good talking point I think with
0: people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if if you've also got the ability to present your work to, if it was a local gallery or something like that, you can you can send a copy down and just say, look, here here's here's a body, here's a collection of my work. If if you're ever interested in showing some of it or 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 whatever like that, but as you say, yeah, it just gives you different different options to offer to people. And people are coming up at your at the the markets, etc. They might be looking at the prints. They might say, I'm interested. But I don't want to, don't necessarily want to yeah. print or have space, but you can say, well, here's a zine of the whole body of work.
1: Yeah. And just as an interesting point, like you said, around that actually, it can be a useful marketing tool as well. Yeah. Um, you know, off Arden American Echoes, I, I sent a few copies out to different people. Yes. Um, one of which went to Black and White Photography Magazine. They published a series of pictures from it. Yeah. You know, so, um, and I wouldn't have been able to necessarily had that opportunity if i hadn't got the zine and then sent that in and they could see it and kind of flick through it and you know and then they presented like i said they published um uh, a series it was part of the salon selection that they're doing right. black and white photography um magazine so that was you know that was a highlight that was based off the zine yeah. um and so i think they they can be really useful tools as well if you if you choose to use them that way
0: yeah, that that's it, and it's it, you're presenting your work. If you send if you send something into a gallery or somewhere that displays photographic work or prints or art, then it's an entirely different experience for them receiving something that. You've gone to the time and effort of actually getting printed up as opposed to you sending an email or a message via social media saying, Here's a couple yeah, of images. Website. <laughs> yeah, here's a couple of images I've done. Would you be interested in printing any of them? Whereas they receive this and they can actually see, right, okay, someone's spent time actually considered how the whole body of work is curated together as opposed to just sending me three or four random images from, from yeah. the collection.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's been really helpful in that respect um yep. and 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 you know definitely i'd recommend people you know always worth getting a few spare copies is what i you know what i do every time yes. um above and beyond what i hope to sell always have few that i just you know f- factor in the cost of sending out a dozen copies to different places just because you can see what happens
0: yeah, yeah ab- absolutely and uh, and um i was going to Asked something, but I've kind of forgotten it. Um, it will come back to me, I'd imagine, at some point. Um, but yeah, in in, ter- in terms of your work going forward, obviously it's something that you're going to take on and and work on the zines. And do you think it's do you think that your approach to doing them now is is just getting a bit more in depth and a bit more knowledge? The more and more that you you do yourself.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think. Um, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? I think um, we'll, we'll see as each project comes along. So I, I've got a series that I'm working on at the moment, which I intend to be my next scene. Yes. Um, which is which is actually from a series of Polaroids. Oh, cool. um, so that in itself presents a different challenge, which is how to scan... And, yep. you know, get really good copies of a Polaroid yes. um, and they're yep. ready for print. So that's, that's presenting me with a few challenges, but I think I've, I've kind of worked around that now and, you know, picked up some good advice from, as usual, the Twitter community. There's always great people out there that have got good tips Absolutely. to share. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And, and I've certainly learned a few things from doing a Diakana that I'll bring into that project. Um, but some, even that's also just what's worked as well, you know, so Yes. You know, having the you know, the text at the back, I think, works and kind of making sure my logo works and actually, you know, and just kind of those sorts of things. And and using Affinity uh, Publisher yep. as as the software of choice, which was a bargain when it was on sale for Black Friday, I think I picked yeah. it up. Um, that artist. makes life so much easier um, to just put ideas together as well. And it's so easy to just move things around, kind of play with ideas in, in Affinity. And, yeah, that's certainly... Yeah, you know, that makes it a lot easier to do unless
0: um, yeah. you just, yeah. Well, well that, that's it. It's, it's, Affinity is such a simple or such a great piece of software that you don't have to pay ridiculous monthly charges for, particularly when you're, particularly when it's not your, your day job and you're not, it's not as you're using it every day, you're using it here and there. And as you say, it's great just to be able to use some master templates and, and play around with some thoughts and ideas in terms of, in terms of building, building a layout together. Yeah. Um, which which always helps.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the um the so along with the the, the Polaroid zine, as I'll call it for now, because yeah. it's a work in progress. Um, I have I have been drafting a a larger format book that I'm considering sure? putting together. Um, yep. again, Chris has seen a first draft as a very rough draft. Um, <laughs> but it's you know it's it's more of an, it's an A four, um, landscape. Book. Um, again, all black and white, all based around um woodland photography and in and mono. So um whether I'll pull that off or not, I I don't know yet because it's you know it's it's quite a bold move, I guess, to kind of do something a more, you know, yeah. on a bigger scale. Yeah. Um and and black and white is tricky to print. Yeah. Um, you know, most printers uh will will generally say, oh, well, we don't like doing black and white prints um black and white publications unless you're really going to to a specialist that knows what they're doing yes um so you know i'm still not sure whether it's going to be worth the 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 hassle and the expense because I'll, I'll want it to look in a particular way and if if it, if, it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. quite match that when i've you know going all in for a big book that's trying to sort of show off yes um, sort of really good tonality and everything in monochrome I, yeah I'm, I'm not sure yet we'll have to wait and see on that one
0: yeah, that that's it. But as, as you say, if you if you're producing another couple of zines in between, then you just build up a lot of experience. But as you say, going from a zine to a big A4 book, you you your, your personal expectations change. And yeah. that's where, as you say, the challenge is, is is matching those expectations to reality. And it becomes very it could become very frustrating. Um, I suspect if if it if it's not quite right
1: no no and especially you know with, with black and white it's getting the rich black tones that are that seems to be difficult
0: yeah i think
1: uh, and the, the shadows and stuff when printing so yeah we'll see we'll see on that one.
0: well that that's it maybe your solution there is actually just to contact israeli press because they seem to they, seem <laughs> they to, do don't they <laughs> yeah they, seem, they yeah. seem to manage black and white books pretty well uh, yes
1: might be a little bit out of my budget <laughs> <laughs> um I'd have to sell a lot more zines to get to, uh, to get the to to ready but yeah, they do get... a very good job don't they
0: well um, that that's it but as you say, there, there are some publishers who do the black and white very well but um yeah I can imagine it's it's a tricky one as you say, particularly to get those very rich blacks yeah. just just spot on and how do, how do you find the whole how do you find the whole promotion aspect of it because now obviously you've done a couple of zines yourself how do you find that in terms of get, get generating interest in, in your work as it's coming up because it's certainly something I get asked quite a bit about from other people who are maybe looking at producing a zine how do I do it
1: yeah I think. Um... I mean I I guess I'm quite lucky that I have a good following on yes uh, yep. across some channels um Twitter in particular and I've got a black and white specific Instagram account that's kind of got quite a good following um and I like I said actually I was, I was quite lucky that Paul Sanders took an interest early on yep um and and he was very generous to you know he bought he, he bought a copy and I sent it down to him when he was In Lands End, we had the very first copy really early. Yeah, shipped it to him down in his hotel, and like I said, him doing the live feed on the Friday when he does his um, Friday morning live feeds, yes, and included mine in there. um, You know that instantly saw a boost in sales for that on just on that day because he did that. So um, I was very lucky that that he kind of picked up on it um, and and really helped with the following. Um, But yeah, I think you know using. Social media was was my really only outlet. Yeah. Um I also sell through a shop in London. All right. So a Parallax Photographic um, always stock my my scenes. So I've got Very a good. bit of a relationship with them. So no, that's good. They stock three at a time. Once they're sold, they say, "Can you send three more?" And I oh, send dear. three more. So um, it's you a, know it's that a, kind it's of a, works.
0: A, yeah, it's a good way to have, and it's it's another bit of exposure in a in a different yeah. channel.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know you get your own page on their website. Um, and they sold, I think they probably sold just shy of a dozen Arden American Echoes as well through them. And, you know, Brilliant. so it's it's a nice little uh, nice yeah. little partnership and kind of works. Um, and then, and like I said, though, I do think I use markets locally. Um, yep. And I, I kind of wrote about this in my end of year blog actually was just, you know, everything's online. So much is online these days and actually just talking to people in person getting to meet them makes a massive difference uh and you you do kind of surprising how many people are out there that will come along they see you regularly at different markets and then and and buy your work consistently um and you know that that whole network of in people i think is just often lost you know um and we won't get into a particular community that's rampaging through twitter about digital images
0: absolutely Um, (laughs) yeah
1: and it's it's almost the opposite of that because it feels far more genuine talking to people in the market yeah absolutely
0: and and i think as as you say when you when you're out talking to people locally because certainly your your most recent gene is a very local subject matter yeah. so that there, there, there'll be a natural appeal to people who 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 know the, the same yeah. the same lake and the same body of work and i think that the same applies for so many people it's if you've got a body of work that's focused around for argument's sake bedford or yeah. Glasgow or Lund, then the people who are around in that area and vicinity they know it and they, they could have they have more of a direct relationship to that that area which i think always helps sell yeah. work particularly prints as well i think yeah. Uh, people...
1: and yeah the number of times that you know when when i've worked i've done some different markets at different places and you know people pick up your landscape prints they're like oh where's this yes. And and you say it's you know x place and they're like oh, i thought it was this place and then they don't buy it yeah um so you, you almost have to ask well where do you think it is and they say you yeah. know yeah, exactly and then they'll buy it <laughs> because they, they like to know the place in the pictures. Um, yeah. Whereas a lot of my work, although this one is based in Bedford, and you know I can reference that when I'm talking to people, um, location hasn't always been. It's not really important in my yeah, work. Absolutely. Um, I'm.
0: I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Generally the same as well. It's. It's wherever you think you want it to be, in. Yeah. Exactly. Th- th- yeah. Does it? Does it make a difference? Obviously, if you're taking a picture of the book, oh, then that's slightly different, and that people know exactly where it is. But. Uh, But no, I think some ambiguity is always quite good. Just makes the brain work and lets people have their own thoughts. So we uh, we get to this time of the the episode where um you've obviously given three books previously because that's what the the first format in episode one declared and I've stuck with it. Sometimes I've allowed maybe people a few to do a few more books, but uh, it's always been a great uh, a great way to end the episode, if not an expensive way for some people. So over to you, Darren. Another three or four of your favorite yeah, photo books well, on your bookshelf.
1: Unlike episode one. You won't hear me running around back and forth picking up books. <laughs> I actually came prepared this time. Um, and I have limited to three. So I think last time I just kept going, oh, and this one as well. Yeah, yeah. Um so I know you know most people are gonna know that the two of these people that the books are from because you've you know you've spoken to them as well. Um and considering I said how much black and white photography I do, two of them are, are colour and one of them's very colourful. Um, <laughs> but the first one, uh, no surprise considering we've talked about minimalism. Uh, Sound of Snow by Bruce Percy. Yes. Um, absolutely. Obviously, you can understand why it's uh, a favourite of mine. Um, yep. For so many reasons, it's such a lovely piece of minimalist work. And I think the work that him and Darren have done on the books, they just seem to get better. Yeah, um, they've obviously learned every time, where it certainly comes across that way uh, yeah. in the combination of Sound of Snow, which I think is just absolutely lovely, but, you know, really well put together.
0: Yeah, um, and a
1: lovely series of images.
0: It's, a, be- it's um, a beautiful, beautiful location as well for some minimal photography. That's yeah. it just lends itself yeah. the whole landscape. And I know,
1: obviously, we, we know where it is, and he mentions where it is. But I I actually like the fact that it's not called Hokkaido or you know it's yeah. the Sound of Snow. So yes. again, just that that whole thing is, if you didn't know where it was, it's quite ambiguous, and you can just appreciate the images for what they are. Yeah, and so I I do quite like the fact that it's it's you know the name of the book is what it is. Absolutely, yeah, I like that. Um, we may as well dance by Valda Yes. Um, I I can't put this down, and it's annoying because it makes me want to take pictures like this. But then I realise that I can't take pictures like this, and I'm absolutely <laughs> rubbish. Um, so it's inspirational, and frustrating, all <laughs> in one. Yeah. Um, but I do also think that the uh, that, that Greg. And have put together a lovely book. I love the orange. I know it's simple, but just the orange oh, liner—it's f-
0: f- fantastic. So, it's such a bold color. It just yeah. Works and the so fact real.
1: it can lay flat for some of the bigger images that are double spread. Yes. Um, and it's just yeah. And the color work is amazing. And they've 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 done a brilliant job on reproducing her oh, imagery, which I can't yeah. imagine is easy to do. You no. know. Um, and it's just it's just a really good book. I think the words are also great throughout it as well. Yeah, um, and you know they kind of take you on a journey as well through the story and the, and the images, and it it's just yeah, like I said, it's inspirational and frustrating all at the, at the same time. Yeah,
0: I I must, I must say I'm like you. I, I I think I spend about five nanoseconds wondering how has she done it, and then I just give up, and I yeah. just enjoy just enjoy the images for what they are, and yeah. I, because I'll never work it out. And to be honest, I don't actually know. I really want to know how it's done. I just I just enjoy. I enjoy yeah, the work. Appreciate it for what it is. That's yeah. it. And it, and it is. It's a fantastic, incredible body of work that she's put together over the, the period of lockdown, effectively as well. Yeah. So, and I think she's drawn an exhibition opening of it at the Bosham Gallery. Yeah, which, she has.
1: Which yeah, will be, I'm sure. Um, will be Good to see that as well. I wish Bosham was nearer because obviously Kenner was there recently. Yes, and he's been there a number of times. But you know, he did yep. the Northern England exhibition there. Yeah, and then with Valda being there, and he's just ah. Like, oh, if only it wasn't the three-hour drive, okay. um, and, I'll, I'll, and then and then,
0: and then some as well for me. <laughs> but yeah, to... yeah. yeah,
1: Um, and then my final book, which is uh, very different again, is "The Day May Break" by Nick Brent, right. and it is an absolutely amazing collection of images, um, covering. Um, you know our environments, the uh, you know the animals, um, how things are dying out, etc. Uh, people that have been displaced through war in Africa, along with the animals, and there's these just amazing images, um, which are are hard to describe in terms of the the tonality and and the the, the way they're printed. But um, yes. if you haven't seen any of this collection of images, then I just highly recommend it. Um, oh, cool. But uh, you know nice. these are animals that are, are now captive because they were, you know, displaced through through war or environmental disasters, um, along with people as well that have also been displaced. And the there's, you know, there's lots of images as well, um, and then also really good text as well, as well about the project and the work. Um, and I'll just share one more image because it's... Yeah, please do. It's absolutely... Uh, it's one of those images I can look at just all day long um in fact there's there's quite a few in here um so the first one i'll just share i know this is great in for a podcast right so we haven't learned that well because there's been no um (laughs) but there's that which is of a a little owl in the oh stunning with the people and then there's this one of this guy with the flamingos um oh yeah and and it is just beautifully done and the images like i said they're they're all black and white well mostly black and white and then there's some color images that are are really desaturated so there's just hints of color um but the 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 print work and the images are just yeah super brilliant along with a very important message you know it is it is an environmental book and it is trying to raise awareness and yeah and it's it's not that expensive either
0: no that's yeah i'm just i'm just as you speak, I'm just having a wee look, and yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's it's accessible at a at a sensible price. Yeah, and like okay. I said,
1: it's it's a it's a good sized book as well. Now it's a good coffee table book. Yeah, um, great number of plates, and you know, uh, over you know, it's 170 odd pages in total. So it's you know, it's good value it's for a money. good book. It's Good yeah. value, but it's it's yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it's up, not the, the type of thing I could ever shoot. You know, as well um and yes you just kind of in awe of it really
0: well that that's says it. again it's a subject matter i've i've really got no desire or interest to shoot myself but i could happily sit and just look look through the work and the same applies for so many books and documentary books and everything like that yeah. as well it's like it's not something that's really on my radar in terms of what, what i'm interested in personally but uh, i can enjoy it from a from a really nice just sitting down yeah, and appreciate just, appreciating yeah. appreciating the work for what it is. So yeah, um, yeah, it's great from that point. Yeah, that's no, it's like
1: yeah, brilliant project, brilliant imagery, and, and really well produced as well. So Good. highly recommend that one. Yeah,
0: I'll be adding that to my list. Thankfully, I've got the other two already, so it's a uh, pretty pretty, so affordable, pretty yeah. affordable episode to be honest this week. Um, but yeah, on that note, uh, Darren, it just leads me to thank you once again for your time. It's been a, been a pleasure chatting to you once more. Um, and I do look forward to speaking to you when you've uh, published your A4 big coffee table book at some point yeah, in the future. Uh,
1: what's that episode 160 then? The current? Yeah, current that's rate. fine.
0: I'll, I'll 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 maybe make it to 160. The question is, will you make it? Will you make it to the book, Darren? Yeah. So, yeah
1: well, that's that's true. That's true. So, what well, we got another year and a half? To year get and it, a half. Oh, yeah.
0: That's a year and a half. My goodness, yeah. I'll i stick trying to get to episode eighty one I think more than uh, more than one hundred and six at the moment but no it's be, it's been a pleasure chatting to you Darren really very insightful to to hear how your experiences of producing now a couple of zines and how 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 you can see that moving forward as well because I think a lot of people maybe produce one and then they maybe don't produce the next one but actually to take on and to develop your ideas into like a series of zines so as opposed to just thinking of. I'm going to do this for this one. one. It's it's, it's, it's actually planning ahead because there's a lot of people who who do that in terms of, well, actually, I'll build up a body. I'll build up bodies of work in in small numbers um, that that maybe all fit together so that even, even if it's just for you personally, you've got a nice collection of eight projects or however many projects it is using all the color plan papers. Yeah, um, But it is, it's, it's a nice way that you can then, even if you're making a box just for yourself to set all yeah. your zines in, it, it's, it's something that you can go back to and enjoy. And, um, and I think with, uh, with facilities such as Mixam, you love print, et cetera, et cetera, then it's enough. It's an affordable and accessible thing for people to be able to do. And I, I think it's so much nicer to look at work in paper than, in digital format it really is and and it's a tactile element as well the, the feel of the different paper choices inside and cover choices
1: yeah and I, I i think that's also where the color plan cover just helped as well Yeah, you know um because it does make it feel more tactile it's just heavy weight you know you feel like even yeah. though it's only 15 images it feels like something that's weighty absolutely that really helps
0: yeah, a bit of texture to the to the yeah. color plan as well, which I think, as opposed to just the the gloss or the matte finish, um, it's really nice. And I'm I'm sure you you can get like all the this the the different effects on the paper. But yeah, the the, the color plan just as you say, it's a it's a really strong weight and just gives a, a lovely feel to of a of a real quality as well. Yeah, brilliant. But uh, excellent. Thank you very much, Darren. It's well, been a well, Thank pleasure. you for having me
1: back, you And like we said, I'll catch you on episode one hundred and sixty. Right, cheer down. Cheers. See you soon, mate. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye.